Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends. I'm Paul. That's John. And Dad, I have a very strange topic to float at you if you're up for it. Paul, my middle name, as you know, is Francis. Yes. But it was actually, my mother was going to, she wanted to call me Strange. Did she? John Strange. Really? No. Okay. But we love strange stuff. We do. And in keeping with that, and in keeping with the crime element of things, I was sent a story by a listener. Weirdly, they sent this anonymously. I don't know why. Here we go. An Austrian man has been charged 500 euros, and that's about 1,000 AUD, I think, for breaking wind loudly and intentionally in front of a police officer, the Associated Press reports. And this breaking of wind may have broken new legal ground. It took the police in Vienna a while to get to the bottom of a terrible pun of whether <laughs> the malodorous misconduct on June the 5th actually merited a sanction. They ultimately decided to fine the man for offending public decency. Oh. They allege that the man behaved provocatively and uncooperatively during an encounter with officers that preceded the fart. According to officials, the man stood up from a park bench, looked at the police officers nearby, and, and this is a quote, let go a massive intestinal wind apparently full of intent. Wow. I think intent is a very important word here. Yeah, right. So if you accidentally fart near police. Totally different. Different. But if you aim it at them. Well, he didn't aim it at them. He didn't turn around and point his sphincter in their direction, did he? If he did, though, is that assault? No, because... Well, at least in Australia. I mean, we are talking Vienna, aren't we? I rest my case. I rest my case. It's not a very strong case at this stage, but it will become apparent. Well, there were some legal experts actually concerned that this could set a dangerous precedent. So there were some legal experts over in Canada actually saying that there are technically laws in the criminal code of Canada where this could be a valid charge. Um, So misconduct, uh, willfully obstructing a police officer or public officer in the execution of his duty... And they were saying it could be an indictable offence and is liable to be uh, up oh, for imprisonment fuck. for a term not exceeding two years. You know what this sounds like, Paul? What? A crock of shit. And I'll tell you what, if you followed through, uh-huh. it would be. Well, if you follow through, I feel like that's punishment enough for the person, right? Hmm. I I don't know many people. I don't know. I don't think I know anyone that can just fart at will. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it is a talent. There have been people in history that can do it. Right. Uh, in fact, you recall, I don't know whether you know this, Paul, but I was looking through an, uh, an old, like a 19th century German yoga book, oh and there God. was a, Paul, there was a, yeah. um, because the listeners know I do de- deal in rare and old books, mm-hmm. and this one was of a naked man, Yeah. and he was in the, uh, <laughs> he was in the lotus position, <laughs> And he had his penis, it was a fair-sized willy, and it was submerged partially in a container of milk. Dad, that's not a yoga book, that's the Kama Sutra. 
this is not the Kama Sutra, Paul. The Kama Sutra <clears throat> doesn't feature, you know, guys with their doodles in milk. How would you know? Well, I don't. But the thing is, Paul, he was this guy could actually siphon milk through his penis up into his body. That's how he drank milk. That, that's an illustration. This is not real. This is not a real thing. No, it was a photograph. Oh, it was a photograph? Yes, it was a full... Uh, a book full of black and white photographs huh. of of um, people just doing the most extraordinary yoga poses. But I'll never forget this particular one. And he had his doodle, as I said, sort of dipped in milk. Why do I mention this? Because in history, yeah. with circuses, there are some very famous, really famous people where people would actually pay to go and watch them fart. And some people can actually um, pass wind in a sort of a very melodic sense. What? So that you can actually interpret and possibly even hear a particular song. Is that not incredible? That's an insane thing to assert, and I think it's complete bunkum. But, oh, fuck. Dad, uh, oh. I, I found oh. a story that might be pertinent to our interests. And God, if you've never listened to Loose Units and this is your first episode, we're so sorry. This is not what we normally talk about. But uh, a story from back in uh, February 2011, which seems like an age ago. Uh, Malawian lawmakers will next week debate a law change to criminalise public farting, which a cabinet minister said has been encouraged by democracy. The government has a right to ensure public decency. We are entitled to introduce order in the country. It looks like, yeah, they basically have... It's been categorised as a minor offence, but I believe it is technically illegal. It's it's an amendment to a law which was first introduced back in 1929, mm. and it's going to make farting a public offence. Uh, no one's... Look... There's a bunch of laws in countries that are technically still in effect that nobody enforces, right? Mm, mm. There's just weird old laws. I mean, there's that episode of The Simpsons with the beer baron where they discover that prohibition was technically never struck down. So technically, Mm. it's still illegal to drink. Mm. This is... Look, it's a conservative uh, part of Africa and they have other weird bands like bands on long hair for men, Mm. uh, women not allowed to wear trousers, all kinds of odd stuff like that. But farting is a weird thing to make illegal, given that I think if you don't, you can actually kind of hurt yourself. Mm. Well, I've had a brainwave, Paul. Go on. Um, What you could do, you could, and this is actually technically quite clever, because as you say, you don't want sort of the gases to build up too much. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you might explode. Yep. Which would be bad. Yep. But hear me out. Um, You know those sort of attachments they have in bars on the tops of drinks where you just pour and it automatically gives you a nip. You with me? Yeah. So you just insert that into your rectum right. permanently, permanently. Uh-huh. So it's it's like a release valve. It's continually just seeping air. That's disgusting. But something like that. You could... That principle. So... <laughs> you want a spigot whacked up everyone's yeah. bot bot so they're constantly leaking gases. Correct. The whole point of, this, of, the, of the fart is to... Paul, look, Paul, It can be used for good or for ill, you know? That, that way it's quiet. Speaking of passing wind, oh, yeah. um, the Dutch are notorious, hence the term Dutch oven, which is where you maliciously hold a doona or some cover over your partner. Or you fart they, in bed and then you pull the blanket over the... Or you could do it just, if you're lonely, just by yourself. If you just want to marinate a bit. This is disgusting. <laughs> Paul, Paul, this is where we go in this loose ends. And pe- people really appreciate it. Trust me. Do I, they? I know they do. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I just know. And 
so the Dutch thing, look, but, you know, people, every morning that I'm with friends, there is a particular guy that does pass wind loudly and he, I think he's losing his marbles. I think it could be a sign of premature senility where he just doesn't care. But you know what? I've said to this particular person, you wouldn't do it if, for example, Christine was sitting at the table and and I've snookered him because that's correct. So blokes think it's a sort of a, it's a blokey thing, but I'm sh- quite sure. I, I'm i just trying to think. Dad, I have a similar beef with people who belch loudly at the dinner table and I say, well, if the Queen was here, would you do it? I, I concur utterly. And it's a little bit like being late. Uh, we oh. have a particular relative and I have friends that are notoriously running late all the time. And Is it always about the same amount of time? It's just that it just shits fucking, it's just an, it's inconsiderate. And as my father used to say, if they had to be on time to collect their lotto winnings, mm-hmm. by golly, they'd be on time. That's so, interesting. And that's an interesting thing, and it's pretty right. But listen, when we were in the Netherlands in 1971, going through the countryside, my father, if it was cold outside, all the windows were wound up, my father would let one go. And all of a sudden, not all, it would sort of creep around the cabin of the car and literally throttle all, all all your throats and we'd be all sort of reaching and retching and screaming and carrying on and my father would turn very quickly because he's driving and he would say to us all what are you complaining about that is a healthy smell that was my father's that was one of his catch cries that's dreadful but it's kind of technically correct isn't it it's dreadful yeah i know it's bad but yeah i mean what do you the i mean have you ever passed wind, for example, in a supermarket in a certain aisle? Dad, I don't mean to throw myself under the bus, but I've passed wind everywhere. Okay, and I'm sure... We all, we all have. We've all... Like, it's something we we all do it. I don't know whether the Queen would have ever passed wind. You don't think so? No. Maybe that's why she lived so long. I think there's 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 decorum. Like the, the saying about if you clap in the forest. Is that right? Or one hand or something or other? So if you pass wind in a forest, I mean, who's going to hear it? No, it's if you clap in the forest, does it make a sound? Is that it? Doesn't look. <sighs> I think this I, is a very, very, very uh, good topic. It's yep. a health. It's a healthy topic, and um, it's something that I remember when I went away with when I was in the police force. We went on a whitewater rafting trip with Julian and a lot of other great people, and it was just an amazing time. And we used to light our farts at night time in the tent. I think we you mentioned have, this. Yeah, I did, and we had competitions. And I'll tell you what, some of the some of the flames were quite staggering and possibly yeah, what, even dangerous. They could have burnt the tent down. Do you remember a uh, performer from the nineties called Mister Methane? He was yes. an Australian. Yeah. Uh, so he would basically. I can't believe we're talking. We got these people sitting there going, "Aha, uh-huh, true crime. Aha, uh-huh. hmm." This has gone off the rails. Well, Mr. Methane was a performer who would, he literally would suck air into his butt. Correct. Yeah. Put his legs in the air. Now, in that case, the, the, the methane buildup hasn't happened. But, okay. Can I bring this back to crime for a second? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. A UK man has been charged with assault following a fart in an Uber that triggered a brawl between the passenger and the driver. An intoxicated 35-year-old James Mallet was sitting in the backseat of an Uber on his way to Chase's nightclub in Kingswood, classy, when he let one rip. With the driver no longer the only one hitting the gas, excellent copy there, 
Alexander Bonchev, who had already experienced the night of unpleasant clients, ordered Mallet to leave the vehicle. The, fire, the court heard that after experiencing verbal abuse from fares throughout the night, the fart was the final straw. After which they had a fight, but the argument is that the abusive behavior, the kind of straw that broke the camel's back, was this rank fart in Uber. So basically, uh, it's... In this case, it contributed to an overall atmosphere mm. of yeah. um, of harassment, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So the the assault charge was not technically because of the fart, no. But the fart was part of the narrative. Does that yeah. make sense to you? It does. But also, one needs to to, to to be fairly forensic in one's analysis of this whole scenario, right. and and say what happens if you pass wind and there's no odor. So then, is it? So what is more offensive? Is it the noise or is mm. it the odor? Or yeah. is it the noise followed by you are then sort of heightening your olfactory centre where you almost wish to smell something to be disgusted? Oh, I see. So also a good hint for listeners. If you hear a fart, um, count, and however many seconds later you smell it, that's how far away the fart was. Well, that's like lightning. <laughs> that was the joke, Dad. That was good. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, Paul. Yes, yes. I did mention to you prior to coming on air that I had an antique story, and I know the listeners like antique stories. Um, and this is a very, very full-on antique story. May I please tell you very briefly what happened to me two days ago? Absolutely. It's, it was a nightmare. It's one of the most terrible days that I've had in a long, long time. So I know one of Sydney's leading antique dealers. He's a friend. He is very particular. He is at the top of the game. He was heading to the Melbourne Art Fair, or Melbourne Antique Fair, which is on very soon. It's one of the biggest antique fairs in Australia. Basically, Sydney and Melbourne are the, are the two premier antique events on the calendar annually. And he 
Now, I've got a ute, everyone knows that, and I don't really like helping people, mm. even though I've got a ute. And oh, You mean you don't like making it known that you will drop everything and help people? Yeah, I just, you know, and people do can take advantage of it, but this is, this is a really nice guy, high-end, and, you know, we've known each other a long time, and he said, John, would you be able to assist me? I need to move some antiques from my antique shop to my warehouse and then get some stuff in the warehouse and get it back to the shop in preparation to be flown to Melbourne for the big fair. Okay? It's two days ago. It was pissing down. And I said to my friend, uh, look, it's awkward with friends. How much, you know, what do I do it for nothing? And we figured out it was at least half a day's work. And I said, look, I feel bad. He said, well, John, if you don't, uh, if I don't pay you, then I'll just get someone else to help me. So I, 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 I'll tell you how much I charged. I charged $200, which... But we also have a rule, listeners. We have a, like a, a gentleman's agreement that if ever either of us underquotes uh, on anything, then if you feel as though it's not enough money, you always sort of compensate, which is a lovely thing to do. Uh, so we're always very fair and decent. I was working that morning, dropping 40 items off to an auction house in Sydney. And some of the staff actually at this auction house came out of the offices to actually look at me because they said I looked like a drowned rat. I was, it was pissing down and I was, you know, that type of wet where you're just wringing wet mm-hmm. and my hair was flat and I had to use a towel to dry myself inside this auction room. It was a nightmare. So that that was the first half of the day. Then I drove to my friend's shop. We got some really valuable antiques that were wrapped beautifully and we put them into the ute. We then drove to his warehouse. The warehouse is on many, many levels. He was on, I think, the fourth floor and he used these big industrial elevators and trolleys. We go up, it was like a Rubik's cube. We had to sort of manoeuvre and it was very challenging because everything's incredibly valuable. Some of the stuff's, I reckon, almost priceless. It's, it's the big end of town. It's some of the most beautiful antiques I've ever seen. It was very. It was a privilege to get to see, you know, where he keeps all this stuff. And we had to get these two incredibly valuable chairs. Now they're made of lucite. Do you know what lucite is? Uh, it's like a. It's that clear. Plastic. Yeah. Plastic. What's that? What do they call it? P- uh, perspex. Yep. And they're beautiful and they're very valuable. They're worth around about two thousand US each, and there are two chairs and a beautiful lucite table with a glass top. So, and we had lots of paintings and he said, look, he had to stay up there to sort of from a security perspective. So I put two of the Lucite chairs that are, I've never seen anything as beautiful as these two chairs. Like I'll just say again, 2000 US each chair, but as a pair plus the table, you're talking, I reckon you're talking around about 10,000. <clears> and these items were going to go to Melbourne to the, to the fair. I put the two chairs and the paintings on. Got into the uh, the big industrial lift, went down. Now, as I'm approaching my ute, there was a slight uh, incline, only about five degrees, and I'm sort of the trolley starts to sort of nose forward, and I watched in slow motion as the first lucite chair at the front fell, and it snapped the leg oh, off God. it. But it it's irre- it, it's it cannot be repaired. 
It's absolutely ratchet. Here am I at that point. Yep. on a rainy day, shit day, helping a friend. Yep. I'm charging him two hundred dollars. I looked out into the grey, into the bleak weather, the the, the the abyss. Mentally I was completely fucked. I thought I'll tell you what I wanted to do, Paul and listeners. I wanted to just for a moment I wanted to get in my ute, leave everything there. I was feeling absolutely terrible. And I wanted to drive away and never, just never see him again. Of course, just go. I, I was so upset. Right. I felt yeah. sick. I was on the verge of vomiting. It was a major fuck up. The fact is that I've fucked one chair. It means the other chair is ruined because it's by itself and so is the table. You know, and this stuff's going to, to Melbourne. I then had to man up and I, and this is a funny part of the story. You know how in really terrible stories there's always something really weird that happens at the time that you just look back on and go, that was really funny, but in a sad way. I had to, I'm manoeuvring the trolley. So I put, got everything else yeah. off the trolley, leaned the paintings up against the ute, and I went back up. And as I went into this elevator, there was a young couple. The guy would have been 20. The girl was maybe mm. 17 or 18. They had their own trolley. And they could see that I wanted to get in as well. And I was very, very stressed. And I kind of thought that they'd moved their trolley a little bit. And as I pushed my trolley in, I actually hit their trolley, which squashed both of them against the back wall. It literally knocked the air out of both of them. And I just thought, this is just another bad thing that's happening. So I came out on the fourth floor and with trepidation... And a bit of confusion because it's very complicated. I eventually found um, the hallway and I looked down. I could see my good friend standing there and he's, he was beaming. He's really excited. It's, he's, it's, it, this is exciting for him. And I was about maybe 20 feet away from him and I said, um, oh, um, you know, I called him by his first name and I said, look, um, you know those beautiful chairs? He went, yeah, and he's got this beaming face. And I said, I broke one of them. He was so nice about it. He was so nice that it made me feel even worse. And I'm not kidding, listeners. I, I walked toward him and I, 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 I started to tear up. I was that upset. I had completely fucked his chair. It's a very, very rare chair. Like, super rare. And I, I just... Mm. And he just felt, he felt sorry for me and he was consoling me. And then we got all the stuff and we fucked around and we got all the rest of the stuff down to the ute and there's this, and then he looked at the chair and realized that it, it hadn't broken. There's no, there are no joints. It's just this, it's a massive sort of, you know, leg in one piece and it's just, she, it snapped very badly. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, you know, John, I think this is karma. Because listeners, two days prior to this, his father died and he's heading, they've delayed the funeral so he can do the antique fair. I know that sounds, you know, to some people a bit weird, but to me not. He's then going to fly up to Queensland for his, um, for his dad's funeral. So he's got a lot on his plate. I'm, I, and I knew that and I'm feeling, I, I, was, I was almost inconsolable. And he looked at me and he said, look, you know what, just take the table and the two chairs, one of which is broken, just take them to auction. So I chose an auction house and I I delivered the chairs to the auction house and 
when I went back to the shop uh, and we unloaded the rest of the gear, he said, just wait by the ute. And he sort of went off and he came back and he, he handed me the money, the $200. And he said, count it. And listeners, I counted the money and there was $300 in there. And I looked at him and I said, I, I can't take any money. He said, you know, we have an agreement, John. And he said, I feel that the $200 was too cheap. And he gave me 300 So, listeners, whilst everything seems okay, I have found it very troubling about, you know, what I did. And I own mm. something small but very beautiful and quite valuable, and it is very rare. And my good friend has been eyeing this piece off for over a year. But he basically couldn't afford it. He just said, look, it's just too much money because it's a serious thing. So a few days ago, I put it into one of Sydney's leading auction houses. And then what I did yesterday, I went and saw my friend at his shop. And I said, I've got something very special for you. But I didn't have it. I then realized that I'd booked it into the auction house. It's already been cataloged and photographed at great expense for an up-and-coming auction. I then wrote to the principal of the auction house and said, I need to withdraw that. And and the person, the head of the auction house, wrote and saying, look, you can take any... I've got about 50 items coming up. He said, you can take anything else out of the sale, but not that. And I said, I'm, I'm, I said, call me. And the head of the auction house called me yesterday afternoon. He also knows this antique dealer well, okay, which is a, a plus, and I also sent photographs of the broken chair because I really needed to put my case because it's a big thing to withdraw something from an auction house. And my my and I'll say that the head of the auction house is also a friend. And I told him the whole story and he totally got it. And today I'm going to pick up this rare small item and I'm going to go to the, my friend's shop. I'm going to get him to close his eyes. I know it sounds weird, but I'm going to get him to close his eyes, open his, like put out his hands and I'm going to, before I put this thing in his hands, I'm going to say, you can't give it back to me because I know that he's going to freak out. But I feel in my heart, and Christine agrees with me 100% that it's the right thing to do. So it's been a fucking eventful week. Here's what I think. If you have any comic timing at all, just as you're about to give it to him, you will drop it. <laughs> I love it. But if I did, that's funny, Paul, but it would it too would break. You have officially found a way to balance the scales and I commend Correct. you for that, Dad. Mm. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. Uh, but what I will say is that uh, by the time everybody gets this episode, Carlton will have played the, the first game of the season. And if they've won, I will be in a very good mood next episode. And if not, I'll still be in a good mood because it's always great to catch up with you, Dad, and do Loose Units. So have a great weekend, everybody. And we will see you on Tuesday morning for a brand new episode of Loose Units, The Shadow Files. In the meantime, see you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. 
The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.